for October, I interviewed some people, asking if they would share their stories about things they've seen concerning the supernatural and paranormal. And these are their stories. Talking to Stacy Rose today. So what's the story about that you're going to talk about? Um, it was during my mom's four moons. Uh-huh. And um, I happened to be the only person at the house, even though, like, because my dad had ran, you, my dad had ran to town to go get some um, groceries. Yeah. And I had, I had cooked and he was on his way home and I was literally home by myself for maybe like 20, 30 minutes tops. Mm-hmm. And I was in my room, and for some reason, I locked my bedroom door. I never locked my bedroom door, and I was eating, being a fat kid at the moment, you know. And um, <laughs> um, question, real quick, for um, for people who might hear and don't know what uh, four moons, what that is, like, can you explain a little bit why that that happens? Um, it's when somebody passes away, we do our four moons to, um, keep their fire going to respect them and to help them get to the other side and our traditional ways. Okay. All right. And when I was there, I was in my room eating and like, literally I can tell you exactly what I was eating that night. Uh I was eating chicken wings, um, rice and gravy and some green beans and I was drinking a ginger ale. That's like how bad I remember it. <laughs> like, it's a taste of food, huh? <laughs> yes, because it was so good. And um, <laughs> But when I was, like I said, I locked my door for some weird reason. And when I did, I heard somebody come out my mom's room because you could hear everything after we changed the flooring. It turned into like wood, like that, that fake wood. Yeah, the laminate wood. Yeah, and you okay. can hear, you can literally hear anything like a cup drop. <laughs> wow. And I heard her door open, and it was weird because you could hear somebody walking on it. And yeah, when, and like it went like I keep saying like to myself, whoever it was went to door to door of the house to each of the bedrooms because it was a six bedroom house. Uh-huh. And it. Whatever or whoever it was came to my bedroom door. I didn't see a shadow because the hallway light was on. Yeah. And when I did, I like you could see my door, my door handle jiggle a little bit, and it scared the living crap out of me. Wow. This was like what time? It was like I want to say like maybe around maybe eight, eight thirty. It wasn't uh-huh. too late. So it was already dark, right? Yeah, it was so dark. Oh my god! And um, I freaked out, but I, I like since we're taught not to be scared of things like that, you just tell it to go away. I told I was like, "Mom, everybody's okay. I'm here at the house by myself, and I know I shouldn't be. Like, everybody's good. Don't worry, we're all safe. We're all okay. Just go back to where you." You know, go back, you know, just go back to where you're coming from. Yeah. And my door handle stopped jiggling and you could hear hear whatever it was or whoever it was walking to the um, living room. And I, I like I swear, I feel like they looked around and walked back down the hallway because you could hear it. And then you heard my mom's door shut. 
Wow. And as soon as that happened, I called my cousin and I told her, girl, get your butt over here right now. I, I told her, I just need you to get over here. It's an emergency. And when she came over, I told her what happened and she goes, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. It took her maybe about five, 10 minutes to get to my house since we lived on the rest. Wow. And Did you come out the room at all? Or? I stayed in the room until she got there because the front door was already unlocked. Yeah. And I would not come out my room until she knocked on the door and she was like, hey, it's me. And I'm like, who's me? <laughs> and she's like, it's Dallas. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and I was like, prove it's you. Show me your shadow. Like, it was the dumbest thing to say, <laughs> but I needed proof that it was an actual person in my house. Wow. And, and then I told her what happened and she's like, wait, you never lock your door because she even knew I don't lock my door at, like, because my dad and my little brothers and my sisters yeah, just shut yeah. my door. I just, that's how I say, give me my privacy, but I locked it. And then when Lord and behold, my dad decides to pull up in the yard, I run outside and I tell him, dad, don't ever leave me here alone again. Wow. Like, I got so mad at him. And ever since then, I refuse to be alone during any for anybody's for moons or anything because of that in incident yeah yeah it just kind of just left like a a mark on your brain huh yeah and that's i even tell my kids like don't be by yourself because of that i don't care if you're in the room alone y'all need to be with somebody and they're the same way now yeah it's it's crazy how um that can happen to to you you know and it kind of just stays with you for the rest of your life yeah because I, like I said, I remember exactly what I was eating that night. Wow. That's insane. I, I get what you're saying. I, like, it just scared the hell out of me. And that's like one reason I don't like to be alone during anybody. It don't matter who it is, even if it's family or not. I can't be alone during that time. I was sharing my story with uh, my cousin there because um, he, did, he did one um, about his experience on this the ghost thing, yeah, I've experienced that before. Um, I don't get used to it, you know. It's one of those things that every time you experience it, it still freaks you out the same. You're not lying, especially when you're in a pasture hunting in the at nighttime. Yeah, 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 especially at night, you know, at, out in the woods, yeah. Uh, I was hunting with my ex-husband one time, and I flashed him so we could stop. Yeah. Because I had to use the restroom, and the kids had to use the restroom, and Went to the back of the truck, to the yeah. to the bed, popped the squat, was um, pulling up my pants. And all I hear in the back of my, like behind me, literally, like you could feel the air going, hey. And I <laughs> said, oh, fuck this shit. It didn't run, but I walked fast. And I was like, we got to go. I don't want to be here no more. That always happens. Like that reaction so you don't want to talk about it you know at that moment you want to get far away before you talk about what happened you know? yeah because i know we were all, the only people in that pasture that night hunting so i ain't yeah. doing that again that's not happened to me where something actually you know comes up like behind me and talks like that when i was younger i was um doing the same thing actually um we used to live in uh, my my grandma's um yard right like a little chicky yeah and she had a uh, little house. So in that house was my grandma, my aunt um, Anne, my other aunt Jane and her family. And 
that was it because the house was small. I would get up around four in the morning every day. That was like my habit. I would go outside and pee, you know, inside the house. And then I would go back inside the house and then wait until the sun came up and then around five, I would come outside and start playing, you know. So one morning I did that. I came outside, you know, it's it pretty normal. And went to the side of the chicky, started peeing, and I looked up because I was looking down. And there's three people there in front of me. And there are three women. Um, they freaked me out so bad because I didn't even know they were there. And I was going to turn and run back in the house and scream. But I couldn't scream. Whatever fear that came over me was stopping me from moving and screaming. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, you know how they, they call that um, Chitamek? Uh. That's what happened. I couldn't move. And when I, when I turned to run, my knees gave up. And I fell to the floor. And it was all wet on the ground <laughs> where oh, I was standing. Okay. It was like foggy, you know. I fell to the ground and I stayed looking at them, even though they're terrifying, you know, to, to look at them. So I got a good look at them and I can describe what they're wearing. They were um, from a long time ago. And at that age, I was probably like four, maybe five. I was really young, you know. Um, they were all wearing dresses and their hair were like tied up in a buns. Um, there's two women in the middle. They're, they had their arms wrapped around one one of them. The one in the middle was holding their head and one arm. And I could see directly at that head. It was looking right at me. And I stayed there until the sun came up. Probably around seven, maybe, maybe seven. Yeah, probably around seven. It was like barely starting to come up. And they turned and started walking back of my grandma's sewing chicky, which is next to the chicky we were living in. There was a, a corn crop back there that she used to grow. They walked into that crop and disappeared into the fog. Oh my God. Soon as, yeah, as soon as they left, I got up. I was able to move again. I got up and ran in the house. Jumped in bed with my mom and dad and pulled a blanket over my head and just stayed there, you know? And I just waited for them to move before I, I got up. I stuck to them like glue, you know, after that happened. Oh, my God. I would have stayed here. I wouldn't have been like, I'm not leaving you. <laughs> yeah, for real. But after that, you know, I was I was weary and I never came out even if I needed to pee like real bad. And I always hated, you know, walking into my grandma's house because that's where all the food would be cooked in her kitchen. So I was always scared to walk from our chicky to the, the back sliding door. Because <laughs> you were going to be there. Yeah, I would run. Um, so when I got older, um, this stayed with me forever. Um, when we used to go to the village, you know how those mannequins, they had like the, the clothes on them? Yeah. I hated being in that area, like so bad. Because that's what I saw, you know, headless, you know. You know, that explains a lot when we went on field trips now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated being in there, like for real. Um, it wasn't until I got older that I understood what I was seeing. It wasn't three women. It was two wives and a husband. Oh, my God. And they're all wearing like that, you know, they're all decked out. They're wearing yeah. jewelry. And the man had like a long shirt. I didn't know that men wear that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, because we're used to like modern clothes. When I got older, I realized, oh, that was a man. And maybe, you know, their spirits were killed in war and they're, you know, trying to find a way home. So that's probably why they were there, you know? They were like, this is where Indians live, so let's go here. 
maybe there's somebody here, you know, because they came out of that corn crop, you know, so that was something that everybody on the res used to do, grow that corn behind their house or on the side of the house. Yeah. Not so um, popular now, but people used to do that when I was a kid. But yeah, that, that was one thing I saw. Um, I was really young. And when I got older, when I moved to um, Immokalee, after my mom passed away, um, we lived with my, my aunt Lois. She had like a spare bedroom in the back of her, her house. We lived there for about a year, and my dad um, talked to um, some people on council, and he told him that he wants to become a, a councilman again because he used to be one. And they told him, you have to live on the rest at least for five years, and, you know, we'll give you a home after that, and then you can run, you know, for a position. So um, they put us in a, a old house that was on a ranch there on the res. It's called a Seminole Youth Ranch. And it's, it was just a ranch. That ranch was, wasn't made by the tribe. It was like already there when the tribe was established. Oh, wow. So somebody else lived there before, you know, the tribe ever came along. <laughs> um, we ended up moving there. That house is so old. When we came in, there was like, mothballs all over the floor you know i guess there's bugs and stuff yeah so whoever yeah whoever lived there had left like you know things behind to keep it from being you know invaded but we moved in and one of the um the kids from the res um my dad's side of family was like you live there and i was like yeah he's like oh man i was like why why you say it like that he's like uh i'm not gonna tell you anything man it's it's an old place to live, you know. I was like, yeah, it smells old in there. And then probably about three years into it, maybe four, I don't know. It had been there for a while. Um, I started hearing, like, creaks on the porch, like people walking. Um, my dad went through this weird phase where he was, like, um, leaving a lot. But this one was, um, he had left, and we were supposed to go to a concert. And he was like, you want to go to a concert? I was like, yeah, um, let me get ready. Let me take a shower. And... I was in the shower. I was in his bedroom. My bedroom was like right next to his because it was like a weird layout. You could like open the door and go into his bedroom. Um, so I was taking a shower. I got out and the door had like this weird thing where it was kind of warped. You could actually see into the room a little bit. I heard my sister come running through. And I was like, oh, they're back already. So I was just standing there, you know, getting ready. I heard her running by that like she was laughing. And... They got quiet after that. Didn't hear anything. So I was kind of like, that's weird, you know, because my dad usually, you know, you can hear him talking and whatever. Yeah, and he always wore those boots. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't very quiet at all, you know, moving around. So I opened the door and peeked out. I didn't see anybody. I heard anyone. So I was like, uh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so I closed it and didn't hear anything. So I was kind of like, what was that? So I got dressed and slowly opened the door and creeped out. Went to the the back of the the room there because right on the back was like a almost like a room that was being built, but it was like a slab of cement. So I went in there and nobody was in there. Right next to that was a closet. There's nobody in there. So that's when I started kind of like getting kind of worried. Like so, I, I kind of went back to my room and looked at the window. I didn't see any cars. So I like closed my door and just sat there for a bit, you know, like hoping for him to come back quickly. And he came back and I got like super depressed at that moment. 
I guess you know. I guess that's you know, spirits or whatever you know, getting near you, kind of suck your energy, try. Yeah. So my dad came back and he was like, "Ready goes." Like I wasn't feeling it, you know. I was like, "No, I don't want to go." He was like, "But you bought the tickets, you know. We we're supposed to go." I was like, "I don't want to go," even though I was just like scared like bad earlier, you know. My um, attitude changed. He's like, oh, "Okay, so um, I want to go because you know." This, the ticket was for Tom Petty and Foot Myers. He was like, I want to go. I was like, all right, go ahead. And he left and I just came outside the house and just started walking around and ended up made ended up walking to the reservation. It's like about three miles. And went yeah. to my cousin's house and was talking to him. I was like, you know, I heard something weird earlier. And he was like, Well, what'd you hear? And I was like, tell him he's like, started telling me, like, you know, there's an old um guy that used to live there with his family like back in the 30s i was like really he was like yeah he used to have like little girls and stuff i was like oh <laughs> that made sense you know i was like oh okay he's like you started telling me more about it and i started learning more about yeah there was a, a guy that lived there and he was you know um like a i guess he lived in that area i don't know what you want to call it like um he was like a hunter Basically, like the Beverly Hillbillies, you know, that kind of a, a vibe. That's what I picked up, you know, from him. Yeah, he was like <clears> a <throat> Yeah, yeah. And I asked him what happened to that family. Did they die there or what happened? And he's like, now, nah, um, when the tribe came along and they started like buying land, um, he didn't want to be here. So he sold the land and left. And I said, like, really? He said, like, yeah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> But that was the first thing, you know, I heard. And then another thing was, uh, it was me, me and my friends. And there was probably like six of us at that time. They were hanging out and we're starting to get into weed, you know, started smoking and stuff. So we would like get high in the woods and then go to my house and munch out, you know. That was like a, a regular thing for us. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a little tradition. Yeah. So we did that. And they were like, you want to go hang out at your house, man? I was like, all right. Because my dad was never home, you know? So it was kind of like, you could always come home any time of day. You knew the house was empty. So um, we went over there. We got like all kinds of, you know, junk food, sitting around watching MTV, you know? And we're, we're in the living room. You could see into the kitchen. Um, the water faucet turned on in the kitchen. And we're all kind of sitting there. We all got quiet and started looking at each other, you know, like, you seen that? And somebody turned the TV down, you know? <laughs> we're all creeped out, like, what the hell? Trying to figure out my mind, even though you know what's going on, you're still in denial, you know? Like, this can't be happening. So I sat there, I finally got up slowly, walked over there, and halfway to the kitchen, I looked back. All my friends were behind me, <laughs> creeping along too, oh, like in a line. You're the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, they're behind me, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> So they're like, go, go. <laughs> so uh, I made it to the sink. It was on, you know, like all the way. The water, you know, just coming out. And I looked at it and I looked at my friends and they're like, not saying anything at all. They're just quiet, just, you know, <laughs> following me. It was one of those faucets that um, has like the arm. And you yeah. have to push, push up for it to turn on, push down for it to turn off. It was one of those. And I was up, so I pushed it down and turned it off and just like, in that moment, you just don't want to believe it. So I told my friends, 
weird, huh? And you're like, yeah. And one of them was like, you want to ride out, man? You want to go back to the res? You're like, yeah, yeah, let's get out of here, man. I was like, hey, hold on, man. I'm going to go with you guys. You know, I don't want to be here. So that was second thing. Oh, my Lord. We all have our own stories. That was, you know, a lot of things I was seeing in the house. And it took me a long time. But, you know, I came to the realization that there are people living there, you know, <laughs> ghosts. Yeah, they're probably comfortable there, too. And, you know, maybe like how you said, you heard the little girl. She probably died on that property. Yeah, yeah so it's really crazy. It is, especially when you're a teenager or a kid and stuff, because you really don't know how to handle it, I guess. Yeah. I think about that, and I'm like, man, why didn't I say anything or, you know, do anything about it, you know? <laughs> kind of just lived there and, you know, let, let things like that just pop up every now and then and didn't say anything. The house has been demolished at this point. All that remains in that spot is a horse pen. I haven't had any sighting since I moved away. Nor do I want to. 